Welcome to another conversation in our series exploring everyday faith in the Diocese of Chester. Over this series of five episodes, we're looking at how Christians across the diocese are living out their faith in everyday life. In this episode, we're exploring what the pandemic has meant for our working lives, the challenges and the adjustments that we've had to make, and the impact that it's all had on our everyday faith at work. I'm Mike Gilbertson, the Archdeacon of Chester, and joining me to discuss this are four people from across the Diocese of Chester. Catherine Magira, Head Teacher of Whitton Church of England Nursery and Primary School in Northwich. Simon Wayne, a train conductor who works for TransPennine Express. Gemma Harrop, a reporting radiographer working at Tameside Hospital. And Jenny McKay, a veterinary pathologist who's a minister in secular employment and a curate at St Mary's Great Budworth. I wonder if we could start by perhaps asking each of you to say a little bit just about your working context and what the key changes and challenges have been for you over the last few months. Maybe Catherine, we could come to you first. Uh, well, just before we closed, we got the announcement that, that we were closing. We had the guidance through for um, vulnerable, you know, clinically extremely vulnerable and clinically vulnerable. And that was really difficult because we didn't know we were actually closing then. And we had to send our children and staff home and we didn't know when we were going to see them again. And that was that was really, really quite tough. So it was just making sure that we had plans and that we were supporting our families. And then obviously our Christian values um, and our worship are really central to our school. So we had to think about how we were going to do that kind of thing. So we did start doing a worship on a Monday morning, which was a virtual worship. And we introduced that alongside prayers and the parents and carers and our families really appreciated the worship on a Monday morning. So they valued um, understanding what our worship was about, really, and joined in all of um, the responses and how we introduce worship with the yeah. children. The main thing was keeping our vision alive as a school. Mm. And we have the, the Bible quote, love thy neighbour as you would yeah. yourself, which was really quite central to to the lockdown and, and continues to, to, do, to be so as well. And it was making sure that we still had that. And as a leader, making sure that you still had that contact with all your staff. So yeah. just, you know, just checking in with everybody. We had a WhatsApp group just to support each other. You know, although we had the staff meetings, we also had Zoom meetings where it was a bit of fun bringing people together, just keeping those spirits up and the spirits alive mm. there which obviously then impacted on the children as well, because my staff are really, really, um, they plan loads of lovely stuff for the children. And that was really important to keep that breadth of creativity alongside the academic, but also valuing what the children were doing at home with their parents as well and their carers and families. And just making sure the parents, they weren't worrying about how much work the children were doing. It was about being together and staying safe I think a, a num quite a number of families have found all the homeschooling thing quite a challenge, haven't they, really? And it's been good that you've been able to support that. And, of course, some of those families are in quite a vulnerable position, aren't they? And uh... Yeah, yeah, we've, we've tried to do quite a, a large cross-section of things, really. We've put things on the website that were needed a computer. Um, yeah. We put things on the website that didn't need a computer. Um, we did craft activities, very practical science activities, baking 
outdoor creative things so nature trails those kind of things where they could do as a family um, and then there was alongside the academic the maths and the english and those you know all the other subjects there as well thank you very much i mean there's a real sense of keeping the, the community alive even when inevitably a lot of it is having to be done remotely and we might come back to that later on thank you very much Catherine Simon if I could come to you well what was it like for you all the way from uh, Witten Church Walk School in Northwich to Transpennine Express and how was it for you? It's been a very interesting time. I don't know if anybody saw the recent series on the television which was the Railway 24-7 that was based on Transpennine Express. Right uh, were you in it? I wasn't in it, fortunately. <laughs> uh, although I was, I was on some of the trains that they were filming on, but uh, I, I didn't ha happen to get in front of the camera, which I'm quite pleased about, really. But the uh, the, the program showed just how busy Transpennine gets. It is one of the busiest um, routes in the country. Mm. Um, so we were we were running around just before lockdown, uh, absolutely packed to the gums with 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 passengers standing room only on mm. most of the trains to overnight suddenly going from 250 300 passengers on a train to six it was almost post-apocalyptic <laughs> um, you know you, you were prepared to see tumbleweeds blowing across the platform <laughs> and uh, nature taking over on the platform mm. so so much so that uh, at York Station, we had a couple of geese that took up residence and uh, made a nest and started <laughs> laying eggs in, in the foyer, uh, which was uh, which was very interesting. Wonderful. But lots, yeah. of, lots of other things. Nature really took over on some of the stations. You could see weeds growing where you wouldn't normally see them growing, yeah. which was very telling. And on the trains themselves, um, you know, if we've got a five-carriage train, we were probably lucky if we got one person in each carriage. Yeah. which did make social distancing quite easy, <laughs> uh, admittedly. But then, of course, you'd get to uh, another stop and uh, three people will get off and four people will get on and all be in the same carriage. But, you know, you can't legislate for that. So. But it, it did make interaction with passengers quite difficult. When, when lockdown started, we were instructed that we no longer needed to patrol the train yeah. because of... The, the risk of infection mm. and obviously this is before masks and, and, and all that sort of uh, precaution so there was very little interaction between me and anybody else the only person I would really talk to at any time would be the driver so it was a very very strange yeah. experience have people responded to the new restrictions have they have they worn their masks willingly and on the whole, so far, I would probably say 50% of people have followed the rule. No problems whatsoever. 50% of people don't want to. Right. Uh, okay. That's the experience so far. We, we don't enforce the rules. We're not required to enforce the rules. All we can do is, is advise. Yeah. It's been very interesting. Thanks for that. It's a vivid picture of what it's like, and that, that picture of the geese on York Station is a, is a wonderful one. Gemma, could we come to you? And, and I mean, right at the at the, the heart of things, on the front line at uh, Thameside Hospital, what's it been like for you over the last few months? We've had um, some real changes over this period, and it started with being really busy at first with because we still had our normal patients coming from yeah. clinic and the GPs and the A&E patients and the COVID patients. And then we got locked down and yeah. then we went to no A&E patients 
and the GP stopped sending us patients and we just had COVID patients Hmm. um, to look after. And that meant that in the mornings we were really, really, really quiet, um, which is really unusual because that's normally our busiest time because the COVID patients come in later on in the afternoon because that's when their breathing difficulties get worse. Hmm. So from about three o'clock, you start to see a lot of mobile chest x-rays being requested. And that's because every COVID patient has to have an x-ray of the chest because it it can demonstrate so well that the patient has got COVID or that they yeah. haven't got COVID and they've got something else. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've seen a real difference and we've had to change some of our shifts to put more people on in an evening. And whilst we're quieter now, we've got other problems now because we've had staff off with shielding. Yes. And whilst some of those are now back, they can't do a patient facing role because we're so exposed um, to COVID, especially with the new lockdown. Um, we obviously know that cases in the northwest have increased. So we've not... Of course, in Greater Manchester, um, as, we're, as we're recording this, you're under a, a, a renewed lockdown, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we are. And that, that obviously means that some of our, our shielding staff, whilst they might have been able to come back to a patient-facing role, they're definitely not in a patient-facing role at the minute. Yeah. And that means that obviously we've got, you've got people off who are long-term sick, but then we've got people who can't do their normal job. So we're a bit, a bit thin on the ground sometimes, kind of what we call on the shop floor, you know, actually doing, yes. doing the x-rays. Yes. What's it, what's it felt like working for the NHS as an organisation in this period? With, I've been with, really, really with, proud to work for the yeah. NHS. And I've, I've never felt so proud before. Mm. Um, the hospital I work at, as have most hospitals, it's, you know, been in the headlines for things it's done wrong. Sometimes not through any fault of its own. And then you get a bit tarnished, don't you? Mm. So this has been a really new experience of, of being incredibly proud yeah. Um, to work within the NHS, I've always thought that my job was vocational. Yeah. I saw a poster going for a scan myself and thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. And yeah. in December, I was approached to be put on a postgraduate course for reporting chest x-rays. And at the time, I thought, well, why now? I don't want to go on this course now. <laughs> it would make so much more sense for me to do this when my youngest was in school full time. Right. That would be so much easier in my life yes but now obviously i realize that obviously god did have a plan and yeah. the plan was that i put that into practice yes. Yes. <laughs> a reporting yeah. radiographer and then um later on in the year while we've still got all these problems i'll be able to to help by writing yeah. the reports on the chest x-rays i mean the wider population is so grateful for for what the nhs has done and the clapping for the carers on the thursday evening which went on for quite a long time and and everywhere you can still see these these uh, thank you NHS rainbows. Yeah, when you go out for walks, yeah. you can see the yeah. rainbows in yeah. the windows. My love, my children love spotting those. And we've yeah. had free food. Just you know, you're seen in your uniform, and yeah, yeah. Just and people letting you into the supermarket. I, I've only jumped the queue with NHS twice <laughs> um, when I've been on my way to work, and I've needed to to go to the shops, and and I've gone to go in the queue, and they've they've you know, I've been told to go to the front and the person at the front of the queue wow. said, yeah. you go in, love, you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, you've never had that before. It's a, It's been a very positive experience in that respect. They don't let archdeacons jump the queue at Sainsbury's. <laughs> right. Thank you, Gemma. Jenny, 
What about what about you? Because you've had quite a dramatic change, haven't you, from usually working um, away from home to actually working working from home most of the time now. Yes, that's right. That's really been the the biggest change that I've had to experience. Usually, I'm working in a very big diagnostic veterinary laboratory which is in Yorkshire so my job does involve or it did involve quite a lot of travel and being away from home and very closely interacting with lab staff being a very very physical presence there Um, I am a veterinary pathologist, but I am also, as you said, a minister in secular employment. So so part of my role is actually being there to support people um, and address any pastoral needs. So it was a tremendous shock when we knew that it was it was going to happen, that people were not going to be allowed to work in the lab or not everybody, certainly. And there was a lot of uncertainty. And I certainly remember the last day that I went there to pack up my stuff from the office. And it was tremendously sad. And, you know, the the distancing was was beginning and you couldn't really say proper goodbyes to people. So it was a huge, huge change. Absolutely. Fortunately, I can work remotely and I did Mm. do some work remotely before this all happened but really having to offer pastoral support to people when you're not there it involves really really big changes Mm -hmm. so I've really had to develop my online presence I would say I miss these coffee room conversations and just the general questions about faith that people may have when they bump into you. So I've had to, I've definitely had to develop myself on social media. So I've actually, I've got a brand now. So I'm a hashtag, the Reverend Vet. The Reverend Vet. The Reverend Vet. So it's great because I haven't lost touch with people in the lab uh, with a lot of young people. And I think they find it quite cool that they can see yeah. what I'm doing and still interact with me through through social media. So the work has changed, the ministry has changed, the way I do things has dramatically changed, mm. becoming more virtual. So it's been a traumatic time, but it's also been quite an inspirational time because if you mm. think if this had happened, you know, 20 years ago, we just wouldn't have been able to use all this technology yeah. and be yeah. be able to still communicate with people yeah. so i suppose that is one good thing that that has come out of it yeah thank you so four quite different and contrasting pictures of what the last few months have meant and the sort of adaptations that you've all had to make and, and the and the working communities that you're all part of as well and 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 also the impact that it's had on your 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 personal faith I wonder if, we, if as, we, as we start to, to, to think a bit more about this, maybe we could start with that, actually, and think about your, one or two of you have mentioned the idea of personal vocation, um, both as a, as a Christian and also in, the, in the, the walk of life that you're in. And I wonder how you've managed to engage with that, <clears throat> excuse me, over the last few months. Perhaps if we start with Jenny, I think you've been experimenting with something called This Time Tomorrow, haven't you? 
Yes, and this was a particular type of service that um, I did a couple of these services in church before the, the lockdown. And it involves interviewing members of the church and asking them what they do during the week mm -hmm. and how they see their faith operating in the workplace. So, of course, we're not able to do that anymore. So no, I have no. I have introduced that as an online service virtually. And it's it's produced some interesting results because obviously some people are still going into work, whereas others who did work, they're, they're unemployed now. So yeah. what they're doing on a daily basis has, has very much changed. Yeah. But I still think whatever people are doing, whether they're, they're working or they're retired yeah. or they're doing charity work, it's, it's still very, very important yeah. that we, that we recognise that and, yeah. and remember what people are doing on on a daily yeah. basis and try and trying to help others so doing the, this time tomorrow virtually is is something that i've been doing more of during during lockdown yeah. rethinking as minister in secular employment i never thought that it would be such um a virtual interaction and it does work but we are <laughs> relational people but for me um my my job has changed it's changed permanently i will get back to work physically, but it will be very, very much reduced. And I think that's probably going to be the case for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Big change, it, it, won't, it won't ever quite be the same again, I don't think, it, but, because we, we've, we've no. learned to do things differently as well. Absolutely. Ka Catherine, Gemma or Simon, are there, are there things that you would pick out about uh, your your own sort of personal experience of Christian faith over this, this last few, these last few months? I think for me, even though I was very fortunate in that we were, uh, I was able to carry on working. Even though I've been working, it's been a very, very quiet period. Mm. Uh, very quiet on the trains. Working reduced hours as well, so it's been quiet work-wise for the amount of hours that I work. Mm. But also very quiet at home because there was no traffic and no other... Um, distractions at the same yeah. time so very quiet and that that led to a lot of um, really thinking for me about gifts from God I spent a lot of time in the garden right. um, but also we've developed in, in our benefits uh, a smartphone app right. um, which we have evening prayer and thought for the day on each day and even when I've been at work I've been able to look at that and work through the bits and pieces that have been on that each day, again, in the quiet time. So yes. the, the quiet for me, I think, has been very beneficial. Yeah. So just a chance to reflect in the, in the way that perhaps we wouldn't normally in, the, in the, the great rush of things. Gemma or Catherine, do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, we've, yeah. mine's slightly different because yeah. rather than it going quiet, we went, I mean, we're busy anyway in school, but it just went just crazy busy really <laughs> yeah. the hours and just making sure that your community the children and the, your staff were safe that yes. that was that was my biggest priority yeah. and it was so fast moving and you felt that you didn't have that quiet time sometimes and yeah. it was about thinking that you you need that to re-energize yourself so that you yes. can then put that energy into your school community 
Um, so it was really important that I took that time just to reflect and yeah. and have make sure that I had that quiet time to speak to yeah. God and just to bring back and think what are our Christian values and what is central to our school and how can I make sure that that stays alive virtually yeah. in our community. We, we can have all these values, can't we? But if we're not inhabiting them ourselves yeah. then it, it it's not authentic is it so i'm no. sure you're, you're absolutely right with that yes yeah and Gemma, what what, what about you how, how have you found the the sort of connection between church and and the workplace over 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 this i think period? a really positive thing of this time has been that there's been so much more contact with church rather than just going at a mm. weekend over this period there's been you know, evening prayer meetings on Zoom, there's been quizzes with the church community, you know, as well as like taking part in the weekly activities that they've shown on the on the service, then the children are able to do those and sending in pictures for the online service of ourselves and then the children seeing themselves in the online service. I think it's just been a, whole, a more immersive experience. Yes. And I think that's nice because it, it's just brought faith more to my daily life. Yes. And I think... It may, it's enabled me to be a bit more reflective and also a little bit calmer in what's been right. such a, you know, strange and, and busy time. <clears throat> we were talking earlier about, um, in, in all four of your experiences, actually, about, about the communities in which the, you're, you're based, whether it's the hospital or the, or the, the train company or the lab or, or the school. Um, and um, Catherine, you were particularly talking about building community and, and how you were keeping keeping the the, the, the the Christian values of the church school alive in this time. Is there anything more that you want to say about that? I think you. you yeah, we had yeah. our science inspection in October of this school yeah. year, so 2019. And just before she came, um, the inspector asked me to think about a question on what makes our school sing. Hmm. And obviously, we, I asked my staff, as I always do, and they had lovely, lovely words and comments about what makes our school sing for them. And we brought it down to, to love, really, and the, the love that we share for each mm. other, um, the love that the children share for each other and the teachers and their families, and just for the, the love that the community shares and expresses together. And we did reflect on that quite a lot in our worships, we gave the children, well, I gave the children little tasks each week to bring that togetherness. And then at the beginning of the next worship, they would all see each other on there and they would, could tweet yeah. the pictures as well or put them on the Facebook account. Um, so they were very much a part of that. And it was keeping that community community alive there, which our family support worker, she worked every, every single day within the community um, throughout the whole of lockdown and continues mm. to do so throughout the summer holidays. Um, as well just keeping that contact with with all of our families and making sure that if they need anything whatever that may be signposting anything that they that they would like um, that she's there for them whether she does a pop round visit by the, the garden gate or whether she makes a phone call or drops things off for them whatever um, and keeps in contact with the teachers as well in case it's the, just a teacher that needs to phone that family up and and give them some reassurance yeah. or some advice yeah. or whatever yeah. Um, so it has been about those Christian values of that faith, that hope, that courage. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's been really important, that. Yeah. And Gemma, you were talking earlier about uh, how you were interacting with uh, the 
patients that were coming in and the, and the different sort of ebbs and flows of, of quietness and busyness in the hospital as well. But how have you found the, the community amongst the staff over the last uh, few months? As you've been part of this great team of people who've been... Yeah, I think there's been more of a sense of community. Yeah. And I think in radiology, we're a bit divided as well in terms mm. of there's different modalities. We have CT, we have MR, we have plain fill, nuclear medicine. There's all these different things. And I think it has meant much more of a community spirit, not just within our little plain film department, but within the community of radiology as a whole, which is, you know, quite yes. big overall. And that's been, that's been really nice. And Jenny, you were talking about um, uh, how, how you were trying to keep, keep the sense of community going remotely from, well, from the, the distance of what, 100 miles or something. Yes. Um, that must have been quite a challenge for you. Yes, it it is. Um, and some of the practical things I've done um, would be like having WhatsApp groups where people can interact more. Of course, I know I'm a curate and it's been very encouraging to see that some of the people I work with are now actually starting to log into the Sunday services right, that we have okay. online. And I think that's been a big thing, hasn't it, during this period where people yes, really yes. have been thinking about faith yeah. And and they do have questions and they do want to, you know, log on. I think some of them find mm. it's an easier experience than, yes. than crossing over the physical threshold of work. I also feel that I've had a lot of more meaningful conversations as well, rather than um, dashing around in the corridor. There is more time and space to speak to people mm. on the phone and you know, people who might casually say things are absolutely fine. When you can sit down on the phone and have a, a longer conversation, you really get to know them better and what's mm. going on in yeah. their lives. Yeah. And and he, just hearing other people's stories is just so, so powerful. And, and then in, in terms of being able to relate that to our own experience, and perhaps pray for people in a more absolutely. informed way, which is, which is great. Absolutely. Um, and I feel more people in work are actually saying will you pray for me this yeah. is what's happening yeah. in my life yeah. yeah and that leads us on to the the area of how we how we kind of uh, relate to other people as as christians in our daily life how we are as witnesses simon how 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 have you find found um being a christian witness on on in, in your working environment on the train i, I think i've already touched on um reluctance for some people to, to wear face masks and yes. yeah. uh, follow social distancing and things like that um, but it, it's really made me it's forced me to think how I present myself to others and forced me to think that there are hidden stories to yes. the people that I meet just because somebody may for want of a better expression appear normal doesn't mean that they don't have some underlying um, issue, which means that they may not be able to wear a face mask. Yeah. Uh, or there may be a reason that they have to sit next to somebody on the train because they have anxiety issues or, or something. And it's, it's very tempting to think the worst. Yeah. So I've really had to force myself to think, you know, that there are unseen issues and unseen stories 
that's going on underneath the surface that I don't know about. Yes. And that highlights the fact that the, some, some of the things that we deal with as Christians in the, in, in the work environment are, are difficult and challenging and, and having, to, having to deal with people in, in quite tricky situations like that. I mean, I, I wonder, Gemma, you, in, in your experience in radiology in the, in the hospital, in, in common with a lot of other uh, medical staff, you've had to face this, this question of priorities for different types of patients over the, over the last few months, as hospitals have, have had to really focus on the, the, the COVID pandemic and what's happened to other kinds of patients, people with cancer and, and, and other issues and so on. And you must have seen that at first hand. And, and yeah, I think the sad thing is that it's that. not necessarily us delaying the treatment. It's that no. they've maybe not come. And, and that must be challenging for you to see, see people who've, who've perhaps delayed and delayed and, and coming in. And, and We've had a couple yeah, of, yeah. of cases that I can think of where, yeah, if people had have come sooner, you, there's no way of knowing how quickly their yeah. symptoms have progressed. But you do yeah. wonder whether had they not been put off coming to the hospital and had they yeah. come sooner whether you know their cancer would be at a more treatable stage yeah, yeah. And, and that really puts you at the sharp end in terms of dealing with people who are in real real need doesn't it and, yeah uh, yeah i wonder if we could just just uh, move on to, to to something that a couple a couple of you've touched on which is just the wonder that one or two of you expressed in in conversation about seeing god at work in the world all around us i mean simon mentioned his his pet geese on york station and uh just want to say say a a little bit about that and how you've seen god at work in the natural world as a sort of backdrop to what you've been doing over the last few months you've been gardening haven't you simon Yes, I've spent a lot of time in the garden. We, we moved house in September and it was completely overgrown when we moved in. I mean, it's literally been a godsend to be able to spend the time in the garden to get it cleared and uh, really start turning it into what we want it to be. But particularly, um, I've had the uh, fortune to be able to have a veg garden for, mm. for the stagnate years. And it's the, it really is the wonder of nature, the germination the new shoots on the branch, the insects, and actually, you know, uh, my dog Woody running around as well. He's got plenty of, uh, plenty of room uh, <laughs> to, to, to interact, although he doesn't like the birds in the garden at all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really been a delight, really, yeah. to get back and, and reconnect yeah. and see God in nature yeah. because it's, it's God's handiwork. Yeah. And Catherine, you were talking about how you sort of particularly brought God at work mm-hmm. in nature into some of the worship that you've been uh, uh, leading. Yeah, we did. And we also brought it into the children's work that we set yeah. as well. Um, make, just making sure that they could go out and they they could experience that awe and wonder and ask those curious and inquisitive questions of the what, why, when, how has all this happened you know how has this been created and that hope of new life yeah and moving forward and and there is hope there it's just nice isn't it just to sit there and just to look and just to think and watch things grow and 
and how did that happen and where did yeah. that come from and why is why is that grown and how's that been created and it's just all those lovely questions and those answers that you can yeah. give to the children isn't it and I just think that that's that's invaluable really mm. that's a great note to to finish on thank you thank you very much and thank you thank you to all four of you for for sharing some of your experience from Simon on the trains to Catherine in the school to uh, Gemma in the hospital and uh, Jenny not quite in the lab but from home remotely in the lab and uh, it's been wonderful to hear those uh, experiences and also how how they've related to your um, uh, your daily Christian faith and and how God's been working through you so it's been great to talk about faith at work and uh, in the next episodes we're going to continue exploring other questions uh, with different guests. Um, in the meantime, if you've been listening to this podcast, you might want to search the phrase everyday faith and explore the resources that are available to you from the Church of England in this national initiative. But meanwhile, many thanks to Catherine, Simon, Gemma and Jenny again. And I hope those of you who've been listening to this have found it a helpful conversation, which has prompted you to think further about your own everyday faith. Thank you for listening.